This is the IBJ podcast for the week of February 5th, 2024, brought to you by Taft. I'm Leslie Weidenbenner in this week for Mason King. The NBA's All-Star Weekend is just about 10 days away now, and the calendar is filling up fast with official and unofficial events. There are concerts, forums, theater, comedy, and lots of art. So I sat down with IBJ Arts and Entertainment writer Dave Lindquist to talk about the schedule so far and what Central Indiana residents can find to do during All-Star Weekend, even if they don't have a ticket to the game. Here's our conversation. Dave, I understand this is actually your first time to be a guest on the podcast. Is that right? That is accurate. That's hard to believe. You have hosted the podcast several times, so I appreciate you letting me drag you on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I thought we could talk about the All-Star Weekend, which is coming up very quickly. You have been IB, one of IBJ's primary reporters writing stories about the All-Star Game, which might seem surprising because it's a sports event and you write about culture and entertainment, but actually the All-Star Game, I have learned, is much more than a game. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Just over the years, I've noticed that All-Star Weekend has become like such a cultural destination uh, for people who want to check out music, uh, fashion, rub shoulders with celebrities maybe, you know, Indianapolis last hosted this event in 1985 when it was very different. Uh, Rick Fusen, who's uh, soon to be exiting his post at the Pacers, talked about this the other day when he unveiled some of the arts and culture initiatives. And he just said, we didn't know. <laughs> and it's interesting. Obviously, when the Super Bowl was in Indianapolis in February of 2012, uh, that was a big eye opener for our city in terms of all the festivities and surrounding things that go into, I mean, the Super Bowl is a competitive game and the players care a lot about that, but All-Star Weekend is just a celebration. Yeah, the game doesn't really matter very much. I mean, it doesn't matter at all, actually, and it's just kind of a big offensive showcase. (laughs) And so really, it's all the other stuff. Yes. All right, let's set the scene before we go too far. Indianapolis is hosting the 2024 All-Star Game, but originally it was supposed to host the 2021 game. That was during the pandemic. Lots of uh, changes that year made it impossible, really, for Indianapolis to host. And the hosting gig was pushed off until now, 2024. You helped write a story about what kinds of things have changed from 2021 to 2024. The arts and culture is one of those things. Why did that change? Frankly, I think what happened in Indianapolis was this amazing proof of concept that arrived with the 2021 uh, bubble NCAA men's tournament and city leaders at that time decided, hey, let's have a music and arts festival essentially on the streets of Indianapolis during uh, that season of of games. And Uh, people may remember that as Swish. That was the name of it then, Swish. It was known as Swish. And at that time, a new cultural startup uh, called Gang Gang was involved with programming, scheduling a lot of the, scheduling the entire music portion and a lot of the art, visual arts stuff in conjunction with the Indie Arts Council. And it was a hit. So I think when uh, the host committee for the 2024 All-Star Game had a chance to hit the reset button, they looked at 
well, maybe we can do a lot of that stuff during All-Star Weekend. And a lot of the really interesting announcements that have come, and, and we have been sort of drowning in announcements related to the All-Star Game, and we know there are tons more to come, but a lot of them are actually arts and culture related. So can you tell us a little bit about what Gang Gang and the Arts and Culture Committee of the Host Committee has planned for the All-Star Game? Right. Okay, so... Something that's with this All-Star that wasn't with the 2021 All-Star is the Arts and Culture Culture Committee. It's chaired by Julie Goodman, CEO of the Indie Arts Council, Alan and Melina Bacon from Gang Gang, and Kira Amstutz from Indiana Humanities. It's kind of a fourfold project in terms of arts and culture. Uh, One thing people will probably see popping up around town if they haven't already are basketball sculptures. These six-foot spheres that are basketballs uh, painted with different stories of high school basketball in Indiana. So that's one visual arts component, public arts component. There are also going to be installations, daytime installations. I I say daytime installations because one of the big thrusts is going to be nighttime light attractions. But back to the daytime items, uh, there's going to be a selfie station And this is important because this is free, and when people start looking at our schedule and looking at some of the prices for some of the things at All Star, some of it's pretty pricey. But the selfie station, just like one little thing, that's free. You can get a photo on Georgia Street, and the artist will print basically a sports card of you. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. The selfie station is on Georgia Street down by Gamebridge Fieldhouse. At the other end of Georgia Street, closer to the Indiana Convention Center, are going to be a a couple of large installations, kind of high concept things. One is like basically a sci-fi portal. All right, so let's move to nighttime. Wait, a sci-fi portal? (laughs) Yeah, like uh, if you've seen Stranger Things crossed with the E.T. hazmat stuff, I think it's going to be something like that. Okay, (laughs) I can't wait to see that. (laughs) And when I think about the nighttime stuff, I think back to uh, the Super Bowl. This is pretty low tech, probably in 2024. But I remember, I remember during the Super Bowl, Bud Light projected these images on the side of the Hampton on Meridian Street, and people would just stop and look at these projections. So that was 2012. In 2024, Indie Arts Council has commissioned what I believe are going to be some spectacular light projections that are going to be cast on various buildings downtown. All right, so what have we talked about? We've talked about public art. Before you go any further, I want to go back to the art installations. Is there any place in particular that you think um, people should be looking for those? Yes. All right, so on Meridian Street, the building that... uh, Is it the Spot Freight building? Yes, where the District Have is. Yes. Okay, so on the north side of that building is just an immense canvas. An artist from Australia, I believe, is uh, cooking up a visual to be uh, projected on there. And then there's going to be a new light and sound show for The Circle. Is that correct? That's right. Shining a Light, All-Star Edition. Nice. And in uh, north of the convention center near where the Mayor Hudnut sculpture is, there's going to be a light installation that is manifested in large orbs. So that's not projected on a wall. These are going to be things you can maybe walk by or maybe walk among. That sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Indiana and it's February, so we're going to have plenty of darkness uh, around those days, and maybe this will brighten things up. A big part of the Arts and Culture Committee's 
work is actually creating what they're calling a cultural corridor uh, on Washington Street. What are they trying to achieve? What I like about this plan is they're taking some of the best Indianapolis events and presenting special editions of them to show the visitors who are in town for NBA All-Star Weekend. Gang Gang's signature event is the Butter Fine Art Festival that happens every September at the Stutz. Um, During All-Star Weekend, there's going to be a smaller version of that inside Indianapolis Arts Garden. This will be free to attend. And the Arts Garden, for anybody who's trying to picture what we're talking about, it's the big glass dome that's over Illinois and Washington streets, right? That's right. And also will be easy to see because two more pieces of public art are going are now affixed to the exterior of the Arts Garden on the east and west sides. So Gang Gang will have butter in the Arts Garden. Closer to Meridian Street, along Washington Street, there are a couple of locations that have been vacated by former businesses, one being pairings and the other being uh, Rock Bottom Brewery. Yeah, and those have those been open for a while. Like, it's kind of exciting to see something going in these two spots. Definitely. In pairings, there's going to be a coffee shop. And I hate to bring so many uh, Super Bowl analogies into this That's discussion, okay. but it's, it's a real point of reference, I think. So during the Super Bowl, the former Nordstrom in Circle Center Mall was kind of a gathering place with a bunch of different things. So imagine Rock Bottom on Washington Street. It's going to be home to a dining experience. Uh, These are going to be uh, restaurants from the International Marketplace near Lafayette Square. That's right. So I mentioned Butter as one of our best events. Another one of our great events in Indianapolis is the annual Trees Hip Hop Festival. Uh, It happens in Fountain Square every summer, and it's spelled C-H-R-E-E-C-E. But it's pronounced trees. Yeah, you've had to correct me a couple of times on that. <laughs> no one, no one gets it right off the bat. Uh, but this is a great event founded by a rapper named Oreo Jones. And during All Star Weekend, in this rock bottom spot, actually, it has a name. They're calling it the Suite. S-U-I-T. That's the rock bottom space. Is, yeah. the, is called the Suite. Correct. There's going to be free hip hop as curated by Trees. So that's pretty exciting. But not just music. They're also going to have comedy from the Made Man Improv Group. And Alan Henderson, that's a basketball name that's known to people. He played at IU, played in the NBA. What he does now is he owns a uh, whiskey and gin company called Henderson Spirits Group. And Gang Gang, for the pop-up bar that's going to be at the suite, they're calling it Henderson Bar. Yeah, they're going to be serving some of his... Uh, spirits, and then some of his spirits are being served in other places as well. Commission Row, I understand. Is that right? Yes. I talked to Alan. On Saturday of All-Star Weekend, Henderson Spirits Group is sponsoring a party that's already sold out at uh, Burn by Rocky Patel, also on uh, Meridian Street. And this is just a fraction. We've just not even scratched the surface. That's what I was just thinking as you were saying it. It's It's overwhelming it's a little confusing it's a little overwhelming to keep track of all of these events and it's interesting because some of them are mba sponsored events some of them are independent events that show up when the all-star game is in town and that's been what one of the fun things i think i say fun uh, for you dave i think it's been a little bit stressful things about keeping up with what's going on okay let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor This is the IBJ Podcast. 
Taft, today's modern law firm, with more than 800 attorneys in eight primary Midwest markets and the District of Columbia, we provide solutions to the business issues facing middle market and emerging companies alike. We do this through a highly collaborative and inclusive team approach. Taft, the modern law firm. To learn more, visit taftlaw.com. Welcome back to the IBJ podcast. This is Leslie Weidenbenner in this week for Mason King, and I'm talking to IBJ reporter Dave Lindquist about what fans will see at NBA All-Star Weekend. It's important to note here that we recorded this interview on Friday afternoon, one day before we learned that rapper Lil Wayne will be the performer for the pre-All-Star Game concert at Crossover. So, In this discussion, you'll hear Dave say that announcement hasn't been made yet, but it was made the following day. So let's start by talking just a little bit about the NBA-sponsored events. The NBA is bringing something called the crossover to Indianapolis, which is their traditional every year. They host this fan-friendly event. Yep. Um, It's going to be at the Indiana Convention Center. Tell us about some of the kinds of things that will be happening at Crossover. I think Crossover is where uh, the TNT NBA uh, folks are going to be set up. So that's, you know, your your Shaq, your Charles Barkley, your uh, Kenny Jet Smith, and Ernie, of course. In fact, they're going to get a little head start, I think, because Thursday night of All-Star Week is actually like the last night of games. So... Instead of being in Atlanta, where they usually are, they're going to be at NBA Crossover doing their thing uh, that night. Concerts. There are three high-profile concerts that have been promised for NBA Crossover. One's a Friday night show, and the performers are going to be T-Pain and Zed. And for those... Listeners who don't know much about them, I was not a person who knew a lot about them. Tell us about T-Pain and Zed. All right. T-Pain's been around for a while. He's a rapper and a singer and pretty much built his career on auto-tune. So if you go to that show, you'll know some of his songs. Zed is a DJ producer, very popular. He's been a past, or he's an alumni of the Snake Pit, Indy 500 Snake Pit out at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So that's a Friday night show. Saturday afternoon show that kind of leads into all the fun Saturday night basketball festivities. Um, That's going to be a show at the convention center starring Keith Urban, just a great live performer uh, known for his uh, country and pop stylings. And then there's also a Sunday concert. This is known as the pregame NBA All-Star concert. And that performer or performers have not been announced. And it's killing you. A little bit. <laughs> but we were expecting that to be a big name. Just judging by what's been revealed, I think that, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's exciting. And what does it take to go to those shows? What do, what do people have to do to see those? All right. So those are the NBA crossover concerts. There are tickets available for each one. I think they're like from $50 to $75. So... And you, can, and you can buy a, a pass for all three. Is that right? Do I remember that right? 
There is a pass offered for all three for $200. Got it. And if you buy a ticket to those shows, that gets you into the crossover generally. Is that correct? Yes. I think if you go to the Ticketmaster site for these concerts, there's an option that says concert only or concert plus crossover. Got it. And the crossover gets people into things like uh, you talked a little bit about some of the celebrities that might be there or the, or the um, broadcast folks. It's also basketball events. There's some basketball games, I think, going yep. on. The up-and-comer game. G League game. There's a fashion panel with uh, Yakim Noah. That sounds kind of fun. There's a special Olympics game. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a, um, a men's and women's special Olympics games. The Special Olympics of Indiana is one of the two charities that will be benefiting from the game. So it's the Special Olympics of Indiana and the Boys and Girls Club in, in, in Central Indiana are the two recipients of the big donations that come out of the game. And one of the things the Special Olympics gets to do is, is uh, have a game at the crossover. That's sweet. And then there's also a chance, I think, for people, uh, to kids and adults, to go shoot around and try some skills challenges of their own at crossover. One of the big commercial aspects of NBA All-Star Weekend is that companies like to come to NBA All-Star Weekend and woo customers with freebies, giveaways. Here's our new thing that's coming out. And, I mean, in the cultural calendar, like the weekend before, we'll have uh, Super Bowl, all the Super Bowl commercials, and that kind of dovetails, rolls into NBA All-Star Weekend. And I, from what I've been told... There are going to be a lot of brands on site in the crossover. That's exciting. I think Google's going to have a spot in the crossover, I understand. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of other big names. Before we talk about other activations, let's talk about the kind, the music events that are going to be happening outside that are not official NBA events. So can you tell us a little bit about that? So there's one that I'm excited about. It's a, a throwback concert. That's how it's billed at the Walker. Uh, it's going to be hosted by Indianapolis's own Mike Epps. And one of the reasons I'm excited about this concert is last year, 2023, was the 50th anniversary of hip hop. And there were a couple of concerts that were on the calendar for Indianapolis that didn't happen. But at this event at the Walker, uh, this rapper named Rakim, who's across the board considered like top five, top 10 uh, MC of all time. He's gonna appear at that. So I think that's pretty cool. That'll be on Friday night, February 16th. In addition to Rakim, uh, Moni Love, also a, a great throwback performer. Well, that's what it, it's called the throwback concert. So there you go. What else are you expecting or excited about? The Vogue in Broad Ripple, they've put together a real nice uh, all-star weekend uh, concert festival. One night they're gonna have two chains uh, which is a very high-profile rapper from Atlanta. And another night, they're going to have Louisiana's Boosie, who just could not have a bigger following in Indianapolis. That's a name that people have talked about for years and years and years. And, you know, he's usually played maybe like little, not the, not the biggest rooms in town. So I think this is a really nice opportunity for him to have a great setting with a lot of attention. And then another indicator of what a big deal this is, two A-list gospel shows are going to be essentially competing. On the uh, same night. They're on the same night. On uh, Thursday night at 
Clues Hall, it's the Legends of Gospel, featuring Marvin Sapp, Ezekiel Walker, and Donnie McClurkin. I mean, those are three Hall of Famers right there. And at the Walker, this is an annual, unofficial, but it's an annual All-Star Weekend event called the All-Star Gospel Celebration. And uh, Mike Epps. Mike Epps is going to be spending a lot of time at the Walker. He and his wife, Kyra, are going to be celebrated. You know, they've had a big year with their HGTV show, Buying Back the Block. Dave, I, you've uh, outlined several shows here. And if you go to ibj.com slash all hyphen star, you can actually see a schedule of these events. But are you expecting even maybe before people get to listen to this podcast that there are going to be more announcements and you're expect, are you expecting more artists? Well, one of the things is there's going to be a halftime show at the game. Uh, there's going to be a national anthem performer at the game. I believe crossover, in addition to those three big shows, I think they're going to be just music, live music in that space uh, throughout. So if music's your thing, there's going to be some during All-Star Weekend. But also, there's other entertainment in town. Last week, I received an email uh, from Heartland Film, uh, presenters of the Heartland International Film Festival and Indie Shorts. And I got this email, and it said, uh, basketball-themed film festival. And at first glance, I'm like, well, that's cool. They're kind of getting in on the all-star energy. And then I looked at what they're presenting, and this is a robust, really impressive film festival that's going to happen uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the Living Room Theaters at Bottleworks. What's on the marquee? Uh, so one thing, uh, Indiana Pacers fans, you know, time has passed. I think our relationship with Paul George is probably in a pretty good place right now. Paul George is going to be in town as an all-star uh, for the Western Conference. He plays for the Clippers now. He also recently launched a uh, film production company. Uh, what's that called? I think it's called The Pack. And the first documentary that they're presenting is going to be, re- be presented at this film festival. It's called the Slam Film Festival, which also commemorates the 30th anniversary of this great basketball magazine, Slam. The Slam Film Festival has uh, this film called Amongst the Trees from Paul George's production company. Paul is going to attend the screening and have a uh, panel discussion and Q&A after. And the film sounds like a pretty cool idea. It's... Uh, I think it's a community college men's basketball team in Joshua Tree in California. And so that's one. So Paul is going to be there. So there you go. That's that's great right there. If you buy a ticket, you're going to be in the room with Paul George. Candace Parker, one of the greatest uh, WNBA players. There's also a documentary about her that's going to be screened during this film festival. And she's going to be there and answer questions after. One of the... Greatest documentaries of all time, regardless of genre or basketball or anything, is widely uh, believed to be Hoop Dreams. Which One was, of my favorite movies of all time. There you go. It was uh, released in 1994. The Slam Film Festival is going to have a 30th anniversary screening of Hoop Dreams, where the director and the two young men who were the center of this, of this documentary are going to be there. So that's, and that's not, okay. Wait, before we go any further, I just have to say that is occurring. That particular event is 
during the film festival is on Friday afternoon and I am uh, Friday midday and I am particularly frustrated that I am sure that I'm going to be working and not be able to go. So if you're listening, please go on my behalf and let me know how it went. You should build it into your schedule. I should. (laughs) All those films are either 15 or $20. So again, you don't need to despair because all-star game tickets are on the secondary market now starting at $1,300. And, and, and honestly, or, you know, that's, that's the point of what Indianapolis is venturing to turn this all-star weekend into uh, more access points for more residents who came out like crazy for the Super Bowl, supports the Final Four, you know, yeah, I don't I have to do a visit indie pitch here, but no, I think you're right. I mean, whenever we've talked to the Indiana Pacers and the host committee folks, they really want people in Indianapolis to feel like they have a part in all of this, and so their goal is to get people to come down downtown. They don't want people to stay away because it's All Star Weekend. They want people to come downtown and participate, and so it's been really fun to see all of these events pop up that. You know, that I know I want to go to. My husband wants to go to. I'm sure there's something for almost everybody. Well, we haven't talked about the thing I'm writing about this week. Yeah, I want to hear about this. This is the fashion event. Is that right? That's right. At Indiana Roof Ballroom on Thursday night is an event called Sip and Marvel Indie Noir. And this is going to be like a world-class fashion show. The organizers have done this event at past all-Star Weekends. They did it in Charlotte, North Carolina. They did it in Chicago. One thing that's great is that at least half of the designers who are going to be presenting collections at this show are Indianapolis-based. I spoke with uh, the organizer, Deandra Alex, and her story is is a pretty good one of resilience, I think. Uh, She used to be a... uh, She used to do PR for athletes, and she worked for the Charlotte Hornets for a while, and she didn't want to like represent NBA players, so she worked with NFL players. There's an NFL player named Chris Smith, who was essentially her first client. And Chris Smith was not an A-list player, he was not a household name, but he wanted to do more to be involved with the community. And she was you know, trying to figure out what that could be, and Chris was very into fashion. So they formed a, uh, a charitable arm, an organization, for Chris and their big fundraiser was this Sip and Marvel uh, fashion show. Chris uh, passed a couple of years ago at 31. Wow. Deandra, meanwhile, uh, was diagnosed with late stage breast cancer. So between the pandemic and these, you know. Tragedies. Tragedies. They didn't do the the event uh, for a few years, but they're bringing it back in Indianapolis yeah, I, th- I think it's uh, it's pretty cool. That sounds really cool. I think tickets for that at seventy five to two hundred dollars. I think something like that. It's not a world I'm super familiar with. <laughs> you don't find me at uh, New York Fashion Week, uh, but but we do have Midwest Fashion Week, and the founder of that, uh, Bernie Martin, he's one of the Indianapolis designers who's going to be at that. Are there other events that you're excited about that you're looking forward to? Well. Uh, IBJ podcast listeners will remember an episode we recently had about uh, this new play, A Touch of Glory, which focuses on the 1955 Christmas Addicts High School State Championship. The first three presentations are this weekend, and those are community-free showings, 
And that's actually being staged at Crispus Attucks, right? It's about Crispus Attucks, and it's being staged there. Yeah, so the basketball team back then had to practice on the stage, which is not great. Yeah, no gym. Right. But it's pretty wild that this play is going to be presented on the stage where that team practiced. It's amazing. 60-some years ago, 70 years ago. And this is not a student production. This is a no. professional yeah. production that happens to be being staged at a high school. Right. So three free presentations this weekend, and then during All-Star Weekend, uh, three ticketed ones. But that's not a steep ticket. And again, just a great way, I think, to, uh, you know, if you want to be part of All-Star Weekend, uh, I think that's a good uh, way to do it. So not everything at these events is just pure entertainment. There are a few things that are meant to be a little educational. Uh, I know one of them is at the NCAA Hall of Champions. Can you tell us a little bit about that event? Yes, this is an event that's organized by the NBA Wives Association, and they have a good Rolodex because they're Women's Empowerment Summit and Men's panel. It's like an associated <laughs> right. panel. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't use the word empowerment, <laughs> but yeah. They're bringing uh, Gail King uh, from the CBS Morning Show, Indianapolis' own Vivica A. Fox, who's appeared in films such as Independence Day, ESPN's Stephen A. Smith, who's always making headlines. Uh, so that's something that, that you could go to. And then Be Nimble, which is an advocacy group for startups in the black community, does some venture capital, does some entrepreneurship training. They have a restaurant incubator, Melon. What have they, what have they got going? I like this one because it's a self-contained tech and entertainment hub known as Black Future House. They're taking over the Cinderwood event space at 601 South Meridian Street. I think they're up top on the fourth floor. And it's going to be a mix of tech discussions, entrepreneurial discussions, and also music and some visual arts and, uh, you know, edutainment, perhaps. And Dave, we're expecting to see a lot of parties. I mean, we probably aren't even going to know about most of the parties, but there are going to be a lot of parties. We do know about one at Newfields. What's that one? Hometown basketball hero George Hill uh, went to IUPUI. I believe he was a broad ripple rocket. He is the host of an event at Newfields called All Starry Night. And that's a pretty good play on words because this party is going to be at the Loom where the projection that night will be uh, Van Gogh's Starry Night. Nice. And is, are tickets, is this something that people can get into or is this an invitation-only private event? No, it's open to the public. Tickets are 185 or 175 for Newfields members. Nice. We could go on and on. There are lots of other events we haven't even talked about. You can go to ibj.com slash all hyphen star, all star, to see the full schedule that we have at any given moment. Um, But Dave, there's going to be one event that I want to make sure we mentioned. It's a tip-off event. And uh, I like this event because it's being organized. It's an NBA event, but it's being organized in part by some local, the local gang gang folks. So tell us about what you know at this point about tip-off. Right. What I know is that the folks at gang gang are organizing what's known as the tip-off. And this is going to be a free event at Bicentennial Unity Plaza, just north of the uh, field house. And there's going to be a strong emphasis on Indianapolis music, which I'm always, uh, I'm with that. And there's going to be fireworks. And I think uh, 
the commissioner and assorted NBA dignitaries are going to be there. What I expect is a nice civic community tip-off for the weekend. Yeah, and my understanding is it's not an event that has been done in, in other venues. This is new to Indianapolis, is that right? I'll bring it around to the Super Bowl one more time. Uh, when Indianapolis hosted the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl Village along Georgia Street was something that had never been presented in that structure or stature for Super Bowls. And this tip-off event has never been presented for an all-star weekend. Yeah, the village has now become something that happens at every Super Bowl. The hope is, I think, for the gang gang folks, that the tip-off could be something that continues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think they can do it. So, Dave, uh, thank you for wrapping some of this up for us. You have a newsletter on Thursdays called After Hours that has lots of entertainment options every week. Do you expect your next newsletter to have some more all-star information (laughs) in it that people should be watching for? It is a certainty. It is a certainty. (laughs) And then, of course, um, go to our website, follow along. On the nights or the weekend, the NBA All-Star Weekend, we're going to have folks out and about to see what's going on. You can follow along on uh, our social media, but also uh, at ibj.com, and we'll have lots of information. And uh, I don't know about you, but I hope to see a lot of people out and about and enjoying the parts of the All-Star Weekend that you don't need a big expensive ticket for. Can't wait. Thanks a lot, Dave. Thank you. Thanks again to Dave Lindquist for sharing the latest about All-Star Weekend. You can see a full schedule and read all the latest All-Star news by going to ibj.com slash all hyphen star. Again, that's ibj.com slash all hyphen star. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the IBJ podcast. Host Mason King will be back next week.